Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. Water. Earth. Fire. Air. You're listening to the Television Archive, the show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved media. My name is Thomas Clark, and this is Avatar The Last Airbender and The Legend of Korra. My brother and I discovered the new Avatar, an airbender named Aang. And although his airbending skills are great, he has a lot to learn before he's ready to save anyone. But I believe... Aang can save the world. Today we will be discussing The Legend of Korra, Season 3, Episode 11, titled The Ultimatum. This episode is incredible! Holy crap! So much happens in such a minuscule amount of time. It is absolutely insane how much they pack in, and it is all fantastic. It is all absolute perfection, and I love this episode so much. So, this episode starts... And we're following Mako and Bolin as they're escaping from Ba Sing Se because they got to deliver Zaheer's message to Korra. At this point, we still don't know what that message is. So they go on this big, epic journey where they steal an airship. And Bolin entertainingly tries to fly it off but has no idea how the controls work. Uh, They're flying through the lower ring. They save their family. And we get a nice little payoff to this Bolin and Mako discovering their family arc. This little satisfying full circle character development. Where now they're just like this is the only family they have. All of their family is here and they'll do what it takes to save them. Including kidnapping their grandma. Which is literally what they'll do. Which is literally what they do in this episode, by the way. Like, they basically kidnap their grandma so everyone else will go with them. (laughs) It's a very gray area here. But of course, Mako and Bolin, like, they haven't had any family until now. So, of course, they do whatever it tooks. Whatever it tooks. Whatever it takes to save them. To save their newfound family. So they do that. They pack them all in the airship. The grandma takes her picture of the Earth Queen with her. Which I feel like... I feel like we've already established the Earth Queen sucks. But whatever. Crazy grandma. And then... They are just flying through the desert. Trying to retrace... Korra's route from the base at Misty Palms Oasis to Boston, say, trying to find that wreckage. And we get this montage of them 
like, getting more and more pessimistic, feeling more and more defeated. And then they find the wreckage. With it, they find the Sandstaler tracks. And they follow that all the way to Misty Palms Oasis, where, of course, they find, in order, Pabu, Naga, then Asami and Korra. <laughs> and I love this sequence where, like, Bolin and Mako's family just aren't equated with their animal companions, just don't know anything about their animal companions. So, they see Pabu, and they're like, why is he hugging that rat? Oh, now he's kissing it. Like, they don't know <laughs> that Pabu is, like, kind of a huge deal. Uh, they're afraid of Naga, of like, ah, giant dog! And then, like, Naga just starts licking Mako so aggressively. And then they have this nice little reunion with Korra and Asami. Then for some reason, the grandmother thinks Asami is Korra. <laughs> and is talking about how beautiful Asami is. Then, then Mako's like, actually, uh, this is Korra. And Grandma's also really impressed with her. And she delivers the amazing line... Why aren't you dating any nice girls like these? And then there's this moment of just pure awkwardness where, like, all three of them have their this look on their faces like, Um... <laughs> Man, uh... We got, we got a lot of love triangle melodrama to catch, to catch Grandma up on. She doesn't know. <laughs> she doesn't know of the saga... Of Mako, Korra, and Asami. And this is what I continue to love. Like, season three, they wised up to the fact that this love triangle melodrama wasn't working. And they turned it into a punchline. This is probably the best use of that. <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's so great. But then, fun's over. Mako and Bolin deliver their message to Korra. So Zaheer is traveling to the Northern Air Temple and is going to kill all the airbenders unless she turns herself in. So now Zaheer's gonna target and wipe out the new Air Nation. Oh my god! No! No! Protect Air Nation! Air Nation, just... Stay... Stay away from everything else! They're too pure! They're too pure and innocent! Don't target them! Why? So... Now we get into this frenzy to warn the Air Temple that Zaheer is coming... So, they go all the way back to Zaofu. They go all the way back to the Metal Clan. And they're like, hey, we'll use your radio to contact the Northern Air Temple. And they keep trying and trying and trying and trying. And they keep failing and failing and failing. No one's picking up. 
And then Korra has this idea of, okay, uh, well, Zaheer goes into the spirit world a lot in this one specific place. I'm gonna see if he's there. So she goes into the spirit world and is like, hey, Zaheer, come out. What the hell? Then Iroh shows up. Iroh's back. And they have this really delightful, very poignant conversation about how Korra's kind of screwed because she doesn't have access to her past lives. And Iroh's like, you know... Zuko and Aang were friends, were best friends throughout their life. I mean, if you're gonna ask someone what Aang would do, maybe talk to Zuko. So Korra's now all smiles and is like, man, I was probably in coming into the spirit world to talk to you and not to hear. That was pretty great. So, Korra has this whole conversation with Zuko, which is so fantastic, where Zuko just tries to get inside Aang's head, and is like, okay, what would Aang do? Well, rebuilding the Air Nation was his dream, and he would be overjoyed at what's happened now. Uh, I feel like he would sacrifice anything to protect the Air Nation, so he'd probably give his, himself up to Zaheer. But also, Aang recognized that his duty was to all nations. Better than any Avatar, so... Eh? And then, I, I love this exchange of dialogue where Korra's like, Eh, your uncle said you'd be a help. And Zuko's like, wait a minute, you, you spoke to my uncle? Yeah, a couple times, actually. Uh... <laughs> like, Zuko just has this look on his face of like, What the hell? <laughs> so basically, we're leaning towards sacrifice play here. That's the point of this scene, pretty much. And then, we finally get through to Tenzin. We finally are able to contact Tenzin through Milo, who's being a little shit. And I love how Korra, like, just breaks through Milo's tough guy military act and just gets on the radio and says, Milo, this is your commanding officer. Get your father. <laughs> like, she just... Like, on the one hand is no nonsense, and on the other hand is like, okay, I'm gonna play along with this kid's little game, because, you know, his life and everyone else's life there is at stake! So Tenzin gets on the radio, Korra says, like, hey, Zaheer's coming and is gonna try and kill everyone, you gotta get everyone out immediately. But of course, it's too late. As this conversation's happening, Zaheer has already arrived. And then we get an absolutely extraordinary third act. Where all the airbenders are being wrapped, uh, are being rounded up. 
all the airbenders are being rounded up by Zaheer and blocked their escape. And they're all in one group. They're all in one little group. And as Zaheer is kind of monologuing about what he's going to do and how he's tired of waiting for Korra, Tenzin's like, no, I'm not dealing with this. And then goes into this incredibly badass fight with Zaheer. He just starts fighting all these guys and it's like, hey, all of you get out. Kaya, Boomy, help me. Stay out of that combustion bender's line of sight. Go. So now we get this amazing, tense, brilliantly crafted third act. This brilliantly crafted action sequence. Where we got Boomy and Kaya dealing with the lava bender and a water tentacle lady. We got everyone else running from combustion lady. And we got Tenzin fighting Zaheer with some of the most intense, badass airbending I've ever seen. Uh, everyone's running away from Combustion Lady. They're kind of hiding in this one hallway because she's blocking the bison. And Kai's like, yeah, screw this. And just flies up to distract Kai. Or uh, Kai flies up to distract Combustion Lady, rather. I'm an idiot and I can't speak. He's just flying around while the Combustion Lady's targeting him. Everyone else is making a run for the bison. And then Kai gets shot down. And the bison get shot and fly away. And they're screwed. Kai and Boomy are having their own little fight. And it's going about as well as can be expected. Which is to say, not well at all. They end up falling off the edge of the Northern Air Temple. Which is fun. Also, Tenzin, at the very, very, very end of this badass, intense, incredible battle, ends up being backed into a corner and hit over and over and over and over again by the Red Lotus. From all sides. And that's where it ends. That's where they end this episode. With everyone screwed. And Denzin getting hit over and over and over and over. And looking more and more beat up and disheveled. Ugh. Ugh. Everything feels bad. Everything's bad right now. God, I'm, I'm sad, I'm sad, I mean, I know how this turns out, but I'm still sad, because I'm like, oh my god, oh, Zenzin's gonna get out of this, he's beat up, everything's horrible, oh god. This is a great episode, we got two more left, they're gonna be awesome. My god, this season is so good. I'm running out of ways to say this season is so good. It's so freaking good. Uh, if you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives so that you can be here. 
every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's the simplest just to push a button on the Anchor app. I will play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark. Pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support this show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Tomorrow we will be discussing The Legend of Korra, Season 3, Episode 12. Talk to you then.